Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Stuart Friesen, and you're listening to the Always Race Day podcast. What's up, guys? Welcome to episode number 101 of the Always Race Day podcast. We are firmly in the triple digits. Uh, I guess firmly just means one over the cut line, but uh, firmly inside of it. Uh, we are here tonight. We are once again presented uh, by the Carlotto Group. Um, it's me, Connor Ferguson, uh, and Damon Helgevald tonight, just two of us. Uh, on the pod after a big day of racing, a long day of racing, uh, and one that's still going on. We're currently uh, in tune with the uh, World of Outlaws Dash, uh, the makeup dash from the rained out event uh, earlier this year of Volusia. So we'll get to all that dirt, IndyCar, NASCAR, uh, everything else uh, that took place over the weekend in a second here. But got to thank uh, the presenting sponsors in the Carlotto Group uh, for making this possible. Um, I, the 100th episode did not cancel us, Damon. Thank goodness it, it uh, pushed well, limits. We can come. I say it pushed limits for a little bit. <laughs> oh man, I know uh, Glenn was really uh, happy about that. Uh, I had a couple people tell me that they really like Glenn. Uh, not didn't say anything about me. They just said Glenn was good. Uh, well, no, they don't like us. They just no. like Glenn. Yeah, that's that's why we took him. We baited baited yeah. the fans. Hey, the only only way we're gonna get uh, get listeners during the 100 episode because it sure isn't gonna be us, right? Right. If you haven't gone and listened to it, uh, Glenn is an awesome dude. He's super funny every time you talk to him. Uh, and I guarantee you that when you do talk to him, when you listen to that, to, uh, you will hear a phrase you've never heard in your life. Mm-hmm. And it never runs out. Like it there's never ending. Like. You think you hang around a hockey kid and you can like, you've heard the phrases at least now. It's like that times 15. Sorry, I'm watching the uh, Iowa State wrestling match that's going on right now. Oh, you're Marcus Coleman not is even wrestling. watching the Outlaws. No, I'm not. I'm watching uh, Marcus Coleman wrestle right now for no, a big that, time. That's good. Uh, well, tell me what's going on. Oh, he just started, but he almost got a turn to start. But anyway, um, no, this I is good. Watch, I didn't want to bring bring this up because I did watch the Outlaws before this. So. I, so there's a select group of Iowa State fans that don't like Drake, and they don't like that I like Drake. Okay, I'll never understand it because when Drake's not good, uh, they act like Drake isn't on their they aren't even on the same planet. So mm-hmm. why should Iowa State ever be concerned? about drake but then when drake is good they're like why do you why does this guy like drake it's like it would be like cheering for iowa state and iowa 
Not really. Which I do kind of do that anyways, but it's like there's a lot of sports on. Uh, some games are bigger than others. I think I had the perfect sports weekend. The best part of it was a Drake basketball conference championship. Yeah, I mean, I... I'll cheer for Drake. I like Drake. I like Darren DeVries. He's a great guy. I actually got to meet Darren and uh, a couple of years ago at a basketball clinic and um, the, the team put on a, a practice. So I got to meet him. I got to meet, uh, I actually got to broadcast a game that Garrett starts when he played at Newton and a game when Tucker DeVries, when he was playing at Waukee. So um, I, it's kind of cool that the ties that I, personally have to it so i was happy to see him win it and uh it was it was a good weekend for drake yeah uh a lot of sports on this weekend that happens this time of year some people watch different things uh i won't i won't give anyone crap for watching different things as long as you're not trying to get me to watch more f1 i watch enough yeah i don't want to watch any that's for that matter that's the one i will do uh and i've obviously i've made my bet in that one but uh when when you look at races today and the outlaw stuff is still going on and you, I was sitting there watching the NASCAR race and I was like, my God, IndyCar had the best race of the day by far. Well, the way it started, I don't know if I would consider it the best. Just because there's a wreck on the start with the most full grid they've had at a street course? Two of them, right? Didn't they have two massive wrecks early? No, no. It's just one. The other massive wreck came like 55 laps in. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, as far as if you're looking for entertainment value, I would say so. If that's what you're looking at. I mean, out of all the, out of the four races that I've seen today, I would say that's probably the most you're going to get entertainment value wise is, is it, but, but you're also, I mean, I don't know. I, I did not mind the outlaw race that I just watched to be honest with you. No, it was good. It was, I think it was on par as an average outlaws race. I mean, the second and third, actually, Geo and uh, Buddy getting bent up at the end. Yeah, that was kind of crazy. That was kind of odd. Um, and I think yeah. it was a spark plug thing. So from what it looked like to me, and I didn't get a ton after the race, and I haven't been on Twitter, so this could be completely wrong. Tell me if it is. Uh but it sounds like Buddy had a spark plug issue, uh, and that's why the car didn't launch properly. And everybody Buddy was behind Geo. No, he wasn't. Geo was third. Are you sure? Pretty positive. I I thought it was. I'm pretty sure it was Geo then Buddy, and ran how, over. How would Geo have ran? You oh, you think Buddy ran over Geo? Yeah, yeah. Hold on. Let me see if I can find it on Twitter. James McFadden uh, is on the poll for that makeup race. Uh, he just won the dash. I mean, I could be wrong, but I'm almost certain that's what they talked about on the actual broadcast. When I was watching, uh, I was watching with my dad from a distance with family around, so. You are you are correct. Buddy was in third. Uh, went over the top of Selzy's left rear. That's yeah. So there you go. Yeah, they, I think so. What they had said was that Buddy was took the jump, 
he was anticipating Selzy to have more of a jump, and Selzy decided to lay back on the start or on the restart to get his own little bit of a run. Well, Buddy just mistimed a little bit, went over the wheel, and then the then everything kind of transpired the way it did. Right, which is fine. Um, I wish we could hear from those two drivers. I did the one. And I know they try sometimes to send a couple of Dervision guys over to the trailers of guys that have gotten in stuff like that, that might be mad at the other might, you know, not, mm-hmm. that I, not that I'm like, get me the screaming guy, but I want to know like what the drivers thought of that in the moment. I mean, I think it's, I think it's geo trying to get his own run. driver. If you're a driver uh, and you don't want to talk about, it, you should take all the time to say, I'm going to go settle it with him. Like, I don't want to, I don't have any so you think right do you, like are you the opportunity to get more exposure for yourself every time you're on an interview or on a broadcast that is more exposure are you saying that you think there was like like you think someone's mad at somebody for that no i'm just saying i wish we heard oh. what happened from the drivers just like from a i i'm using hypotheticals from like, i mean i think it's pretty obvious from like a race at houston's where brad sweet was pissed last year and their vision couldn't get him. We couldn't get him. We sat outside his trailer for a while. No hate on Brad. You know, if he doesn't want to talk, he doesn't want to talk. I, w- I wouldn't hate it if someone came up and told me, like, hey, he doesn't want to talk. Go mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I I, well, I don't – I think if they're racing – I think that's more of a racing thing on yeah, what no, happened. I, mean, I just want to hear from a driver's point of view what happened. You know, like – I mean, they can't know. really do anything when he's when they're still in the car. No, they I don't. know, but, like, I, I don't know if they – and they might have done it in between races on the broadcast. I did drive to my house, so I might have not seen it. And I know they tried to. That's what I – that's why I was bringing that up. I don't think their vision is purposefully not getting that, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, they also had that other modified race that they had to run too. So, yes, yes, the people telling me you should be watching this three fours modified race. I've seen them. It's cool, man. If I don't know any any of the names of any drivers in the series, I, it's I can't like add another series to my my card. Right. So I've got so many. I don't. It, people have opinions on not field fillers, but uh, support classes. And I get it. They, they need to be there for monetary reasons. I understand. And when there's a guy you've met and, you know, hung out with for a night and when he's racing a street stock, it's very, very fun for me because I can sit there and watch him. But when I don't know anyone, it's really tough. So we just got to get your approval before they run sport classes. No, I just want more modified guys to have beers with. I just, that's are you sure? Yeah, I think so. Wait, are you sure? Are you sure? That could backfire. Are you sure we have to, we need to go ask you first, whether or not we can run this, this uh, modified class tonight. I didn't say don't run it. I (laughs) I openly said, I understand why they're there. I guess it's just like, don't ask me to tweet about it from the Always Race Day account because it's, it's a support show. Like, mm-hmm. if I sent off twenty-seven tweets during that race about those guys, I'm, a lot of people on there asking, "What the hell are you watching?" 
I'm not not getting any. I'm just giving you giving you something to say. That's fair. So it looks like 21 cars starting the race. That's pretty good for 23 total um, coming there on the night uh, for this weekend. I thought the first weekend was like 35, 40. I could be wrong. And I don't know if they all just took provisionals or what. They, and that very well could have been what happened. Uh, yeah, a good majority of the field's back, and you got a 21-car race for the EMA for the makeup. Do I need to get you, like, rambunctious tonight? I don't know what you want me to add to that. No, you're not really... I You're not really leaving me anything to work we aren't with. Really, we don't even really know which series we're leading with right now. You really didn't give me much to work with there. Yeah, so that's on me. That's on me. I like that we're getting through it, though. It's our dynamic. I don't know what, what I need to say other than, yeah, there's 21 cars that are starting a race. Yep. All right. I want to talk about Kyle Larson. I don't – did they official post-race yet? Yeah, it's already done. Good. Okay. Awesome. So I that guy that you – that guy that you – I didn't find it. Someone said – He's a clown. It was a I clown. Didn't I didn't find it. Someone sent it to me. I, you know, I would like to tell our loyal, loyal listeners what happened, but you're talking over them right now. It's clown. So was someone, clown. someone after the race was in the, in the inspection garage and he's tweeting like, yeah, I, I'm pretty confident that people aren't supposed to be in this building. Uh, and then they took the diffuser out of Kyle Larson's car and he was kind of tweeting like, I think Kyle Larson's uh failing post-race right now they just took the whole diffuser out of the car and damon texted me right back and was like i'm 98 percent sure that's what they do every week they had, if you go through the comments and the quotes on that same tweet there's pictures of the diffuser out of william byron's car too what i want to know is like so, where was that guy standing that he thought people it's it's just in their garage. It's in the, it's not anywhere special. That's they all do it in their garage stall. Okay. Well, that makes more. I thought, well, pre-race they go to the shack, right? Right. Pre-race. Cause they have to go through the Hawkeye thing. You know, they have to go through that tent. Sight whereas tent? basically, yeah. Oh, bulldog and, tent. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm doing that today. Yes. There you Suck go. Suck Iowa State fans. You're not guaranteed a tournament spot yet. Yeah, yeah, they are. Um, I had to go through this with my dad earlier today. So the they do all the other tech stuff in the garage area itself, and the Vegas garage area is open to the public. I mean, it's the most open garage in NASCAR. So, um, how do you know that? I don't, how do I know? I'm not claiming you're wrong. I just you know like facts like that about some of these tracks. Then I'm just like, I've never, I've never heard that ever. It's, I mean, it's the most open, they have that, it's, they promote that neon garage or whatever. Right. And so oh, they have that's like, what the neon thing was about. Yeah. They have like this catwalk that basically you can walk over the entire garage. So this turns into uh, how the hell was Connor not paying attention enough to know this? I mean, essentially, but I'm not going to no, say that's, it. Well, that's everything we do with that. Right. I'm not going to say it. I'm sorry for the rocky start to this, everyone. I had such a perfect sports weekend that I don't know what to say. Yeah, yeah. Stars, dude, the stars embarrassed the avalanche. Just See? absolutely rocked them. And Yoel Kiviranta wasn't even on the rink. I mean, that's one thing. Uh, Drake played a guy named after a hockey rink. Shut the crap out of him down with our skinniest player. Uh, Iowa State men back women also back and ashley jones cried which was fantastic not in that way 
Don't think about it negatively. She tears how I thought about it. Tears of joy. And it was awesome. Uh, kind of tears of joy. I, you guys know the situation. Uh, one of the best Iowa State women's players of all time. It's cool to watch. Okay, just just say it. The best. Period. Oh, don't make me have the like debate with you. I and I, the I, sad, unfortunate end and tale to that debate is it, it it the tournament. How far they go in the tournament definitely matters. I'm sure it does, and that's sad because it's kind of a you know what show and. Look at me not cussing. I'm so mature. It's episode 101, baby. It's about time. We've only had to do it 100 episodes. <laughs> uh, it's completely, completely dependent on their th- uh, one to three games in Kansas City next weekend and how they draw in the tournament and how far they go. And it sucks, it, you know, because, I mean, that's going to be brought up in it because she played for five years. And he, you guys understand. The debate doesn't even have an answer yet, but you get what I'm saying. Gotcha. Uh, and then today, I, there was racing on when I woke up. I'm not really sure what series it was. Some guy named Verstappen won a race or something like that. Shocker. IndyCar was on, and then right after IndyCar, and NASCAR started like 15 minutes later, and I'm watching mm-hmm. the great game in the middle. And the NASCAR For all 15 races, minutes. Yeah, well... I was watching the Drake game the whole time. The NASCAR race was not very entertaining. This this package, and we're, we're talking NASCAR next anyway, so I'm not. Uh, and then I watched the World of Outlaws tonight, and we're watching it the Outlaws right now. So once that once this race ends, we'll talk World of Outlaws whenever that is. I want to start with NASCAR now. Uh, now that we've gotten 15 minutes into this, and y'all are probably already tuned out because it was so rocky to get into this. But yeah, this car uh, does not behave well in cold weather. No, I thought we we clarified that one last year. Yeah, but like it's it's almost like shoot, dude. Can we just cancel the race until it warms up here? Not no, <laughs> unfortunately no. The thing is, if you look at the back part of the, if you take the cameras and run them back to, you know, the middle of the pack, the the racing from like seventh on back was actually pretty good still. The difference is there's just not near as many lines on a cold track because the track can't rubber in as well. I was so the broadcast today, like their enthusiasm. Rough. Rough. Why why are like little kids riding around on tricycles? Why is that like more exciting than the race? That's just Fox. That's not the race. That's Fox. No, but I mean, like, come on, you know, give me something. They they did that all day, though. Can there we, was there was three eat? commercial breaks. There were three commercial breaks before lap fifty. Can we put one of them on Adderall? They already do. They had to Wait, try to. Is that like is that is them. that against the rules? Can I talk about that? Put them on Adderall. Is there a radio rule against like talking? Yes, I mean, essentially. Is that, but is that a podcast rule? Are we bound? I can't answer that. Oh, okay. Well, I won't, I won't say that then. Can't answer that. Redacted. Redacted. But I, it, it was already awkward anyway when they set the tone after Danica's talking about Tyler Reddick coming through the field, like within the first 20 laps, and the producer has her cut off. So they can run a pre-recorded thing. 
that you can plug and play at any time throughout. And they have this pre-recorded thing that they shut her up about. So it was kind of awkward from the rest of that point on. Yeah, that's uh, not really uh, what you want. Um, it's really bad for, and for as much as like people give Johnny Gibson a lot of crap for World of Allies broadcasts and you don't like the sound of his voice that's cool I, you're talking to a kid that has big ginormous ears hey you don't like him that's why my hair is so long is to disguise that what do you mean i don't like johnny gibson yeah they uh he tells you to uh to sit down and you don't like that no oh, okay i do not like that's part of like my friends would be sitting on the on the couch with me and they're like the announcers asking the fans to sit down what the hell's that about but i think that's kind of a different part of it because like there's some, hey, i'm just trying to rally up here continue some, on no, that's, fair, that's fair there's some intricate things of it that like chase was telling uh chase rodman was telling carson macedo like nope carson no nope, you're supposed to come this way to the stage not that way chase this way or carson this way buddy come on and like that like in itself was funny and there's like little things like that now you got me like locked into the, the standing up the hey everyone needs to sit down thing like stupid no i would just say that the broadcast today was rough it was overall rough and it sucks because it it feels to me that ever since they've taken larry and dw but mainly larry out of the booth mike joy has lost his interest which sucks because Mike Joy, I would say, is probably one of the best, if not top five, uh, racing broadcasters of all time. And that's he's, tough. He's certainly having like um... – <laughs> so sorry, I'm coughing up crap today. Uh, he's having like one of those – I don't know, uh, like the end of a career of a guy who – one well let's let's be honest here favorite team and he's still sticking around i'm gonna tell you this i know just from my own experience it is extremely difficult to go week to week not knowing or not ever working with your broadcast partner and having to to continue to do that for the last basically year and then he's going to have to do it again this entire season where it's a rotating booth obviously oh, yeah. you learned intricacies our chemistry and, on episode 99 last week was a little off because we welcomed no on uh me you and caleb haven't done a ton of shows together uh so apologize for like the pauses or the instances of pauses uh yeah, I mean, like that that stuff happens, um, and it's hard to tackle. But like Mike Joy also has, he he has like a sort of stat book in his head that like you ever know the guy, and I've I've probably done it to many of people, but the guy that brings up a stat in like a completely serious manner that just does not matter. I mean, he's got to. He's working with Clint Boyer. He has to. Yeah, that's Clint's, Clint's not bringing a whole lot of of stuff to this broadcast. So here, here's the problem with the NASCAR fan right now. Okay, we we want entertainment, 
So we bring Clint Boyer into the booth with Jeff Gordon. Everybody loved that idea because of their scuffle in 2009 or whatever the hell year it was, 2012. Okay. So we want the entertainment value. So they do that. It goes on for a year and everybody hates it. By the end of the year, people are hating it. Well, you have Mike Joy, who's the ultimate professional in the booth, trying to bring knowledge to this event and to the sport. And people don't like that because he's bringing knowledge where it doesn't necessarily seem fit. Who hell cares about fit? Oh, no, and I'm not, it's I'm Mike not, Joy I'm trying to trying to make the broadcast seem like a professional sport. If you listen to an MLB broadcast or you watch an NFL football game on TV, they're going to throw random ass stats out at you all the time. Nothing else changes whatsoever. I agree. I so everybody's slander on Mike Joy of, is annoying. What, I, what I'm what I'm saying is some of the stats are so far into left field that. Baseball when you have a shit show of a race, you have to. Yeah, that's that's also true. And you didn't have any today. I mean, when when you have a shit show of an event, you have to throw random stuff in there. I I've done it. I'm speaking from experience here. Right. Like I have a bunch of random stuff that nobody cares about at my disposal at all times. That's why I like Bill. Wall. That's that's what we do as broadcasters. You have to do that. Are you a Bill Walton guy? No, I hate Bill Walton. What the hell? I knew it. You, you can't be a Mike Joy fan and the Bill Walton fan. You can't. I cannot enjoy no listening. Such thing exists. I can't enjoy listening to Bill Walton because that's the that's the making it. You love it when I talk about your or my vision quest. Off the no. Hmm. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I think I'm the opposite when I when you start seeing colors. Yeah, they. So I think we both agree they need to get someone up there that's better. And, and I love Clint Boyer as a not person. Mike, He's not, a great and Mike Joy. Like Boyer's a great person, and I think he would be. He he's a someone that you can utilize in a role like a Michael Waltrip is currently but they got to have somebody like a larry mcreynolds in the booth that can be paired with mike joy because they that's that's what it seemed to work because even and daryl at least when dw was in the booth daryl still brought a lot of great insight even though it was corny as hell he brought a lot of great insight clint could do the same thing but he can't leave the corny as hell jokes away yeah, but he's he's not doing that. And I think that's, that's what I'm saying. Right. He's not doing that. And then you have a third person that rotates every week, and it's so hard to know what the hell's going on when that's that third person. Like today, Danica talked way too much, in my opinion. I was just about I, – I wasn't going to bring it up because I don't want to crap on people all the time on this show. No, I don't either, but I, I just – she I talked way too much today. I don't enjoy her in the booth, and it takes a lot for me to not enjoy it someone on a TV broadcast. Cause like I've said on here, I, I tune them out like almost as much as I can. I, I don't remember who did this game. I know Kevin um, was on one of the Valley or was on the Missouri Valley championship today, but I, I, you know, I just don't notice people. Cause if you don't say anything that like raises my eyebrows of like, that was kind of dumb. Then I don't notice. 
I just, she talked a lot today and I didn't like it as a, as somebody that has lived this, um, you want to be able to get the information across. She did not do a very good job of that. You're right. Especially Um, in this, she's been out of a car for about basically 10 years now. It doesn't feel like that long. It's pretty close it's not 10 years but it's pretty close um in the world of outlaws race james mcfadden uh out to a big lead pretty early on if you're not seeing tweets and you're wondering why it's because we're doing this and i'm watching this on my phone uh so sorry about that brad sweets in second and spencer baston is in third sweet tough three race start to the season for him Tito just gained a lot of points on him they did it's still early, unfortunately, for Brad. Yeah, but here's the deal. Here's the deal. Because someone is going to reply to the story I write or reply to a tweet I send and say, why are you talking about points in the third race of the season? It doesn't matter. Every race counts the same. They do. Every game matters. Every race matters. Okay? That's, that's what it is. If you're not talking about points right now, you're an idiot. If you're not paying attention to points, you're an idiot. So are you ready to talk outlaws? No, well, we no. You wait might want to stay on where we're at and stay wait, on track. Wait until the end of this race. I, I'm right, done with my thing. Stay back on track. And as far as drivers go, I wish they'd talk points more, but their goal every race is to just go forward and do as best as they can. So it's kind of doesn't matter. Um, so William Byron picks up uh, the win today at Las Vegas. So we got Ricky Stenhouse, Kyle Busch, and Byron are currently the winners uh, on the playoff grid. Kyle Larson, uh, late pit stop drama. William Byron's crew just delivered a really quick stop. Uh, they were flawless, apparently. What was weird, did they show Byron stop on the team? Byron, Byron didn't take tires on that last stop. That's probably what, yeah, that's probably the difference. They didn't, I don't think they even showed the stop. No, they didn't. They showed Larson stop and were like, huh, man, really wasn't that bad. Yeah. They didn't really show it. By half a car length, I'm sure it wasn't that bad. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember him showing it. I'm because I was still confused because I thought they took, um, I thought Byron's crew took two rights as well, but everything that I saw after that said he only took fuel. So I don't know if that's, which is true or not coming down to that, but what do you think um, the issue with, and you might not know, this could be really stupid that we're even talking about it. There was no tire fall off today. Hardly, hardly at all. I think the cold weather. I mean, like I said earlier, the track's not taking rubber because it's not warm enough. It shocks me that more teams haven't picked up on that. Hamlin was still fast. Yeah, I mean, he was in a Toyota, and it was clear. He was he was fast, fastest, and there was a different tier of speed for everyone else on the racetrack. Then you got like the next group, and that was like another tier of drivers with Hamlin, Bubba Wallace, and like maybe you throw MTJ in there. That was like the next tier of speed on the racetrack, and I I was shocked at like how many people didn't. Martin Truex Jr. probably had the best strategy of the race. I know he didn't win. Um, and I, I suppose there was some fall off there to have him go back, but I also just think he didn't drive the last two laps well enough. No, there he there was there was enough fall off to make a difference. I'll tell you that. Um, but you're saying Byron didn't take any tires and still ended up the, the fastest. 
Well, did you see the restart he had? I mean, when you're by yourself and not side by side, you don't have anybody slowing you down. Why did he, did he come down for a splash of fuel then? Yeah. Thinking that there might That's be. what I'm saying. I think he took tires, but nothing showed that he did. So he took zero. It said zero on the thing. I haven't seen a full thing of it yet. Oh, okay. That might have been. But, I don't remember. But on the screen, it never showed. It didn't. Sh it just showed how they came off pit road. It never showed what they took. Oof. So that's what I'm Jacob saying. I'm Allen, not. Jacob Allen just spun. I think he. Uh, I think something happened with gravel. So I don't really know what the case is there, but um, it just it was. There's enough tire follow-up, but I think a lot of it goes back to there's not rubber being laid down on the track because of um, the track temp. Because of everything being so cold. That's that's where it comes down to. Mosquito and gravel to the work area now. Just as I'm talking about points, this is awesome. Dating myself within the podcast. Exactly. Not too much uh, to take away... Otherwise, from uh, I will say, as a Kyle Larson fan, show had some speed today. I will say, as a Kyle Larson fan, um, it the right guy did win the race today. Yeah. Larson, oh, yeah, Larson, yeah. Larson led the last whatever laps. Do I think that what should have been a caution for Eric Almirola? Probably not, to be quite honest with I, you. No, time out. But like, do we need we do need to talk about that. I'm sorry that we didn't yet. Some people's probably yelling at their radio in the car. Uh, let's get to that in a sec. I just, I do want to say I'm very proud of all the Kyle Larson fans out there. Cause I did not see nearly as many meltdown tweets as I usually see. I mean, and Damon usually sends me 16 today, only 11. Uh, you I know, didn't send you any are getting way more mature. I didn't send you any first of all. And second of all, that's because your driver wasn't in the event at all. My guy was on vacation, just enjoying his time. With his leg up. I heard someone from Roush Fenway Keselowski uh, kind of came over and distracted him during a trick. Mm -hmm. And that's what's led to where we are today. It's a rivalry type of deal. Yeah. Yep. That's it. Some friend of Kevin Harvick's, I heard. Mm -hmm. yep. yeah, my, my guy's sitting with the team owner. He's in the best spot of all four drivers. Actually, the best spot would be in the first car that ended up winning the race. But You know what, you know what I think Chase and, and Mr. H did today is uh, secure Chase's contract through 2048. Yeah, I doubt that. Huh. I don't know. Chase going to have to stay off the ski jumps if he wants to make it to 2048. <laughs> you got to come back and win a race now. That is the thing. He's going to have a number of races that he has to win one. And... We, I mean, we saw with Kyle Busch, so. But it's not guaranteed. It's not, but you're in a you're in a car that's really good, with a team that's really good. And also, they and you don't have to finish in top thirty in points. That's the difference. Is there's no top thirty in points like Kyle Busch in his 2015 championship run? He had to be in the top thirty in points. This there's not. So all he's got to do is go win a race. And Alan Gustafson's one of the best crew chiefs in the garage. And he's going to, I mean, even if Chase might not have the best car that day, he could find a way to luck himself into a win. Chicago street course, book it. You can book whatever you want for that place. Okay. I think I'm going to go. According to what I did find, the 24 did take two tires. Okay. That is on the yeah. timeline. It makes way more sense that you wouldn't come in. 
that's what I thought too. I didn't understand that, but according to the timeline on the NASCAR app, he took two tires. I'm glad we glad that we cleared that up because someone's gonna be yelling at TV. I was just oh, confused as to so why he would have come in. Almarola's uh spin slash not spin. Uh quite honestly. I and my buddy Austin Kanensky, uh he probably phrased it better uh than I could phrase it. He he said he wouldn't call it uh, entertainment caution from NASCAR, but he would say that he wouldn't have thrown the yellow flag. Uh, I think from a distance, yeah, I, I could see that looking like Almirola's car was going all the way around uh, and like, all right, hit the caution. Here's the thing. So it might've been a mistake. I don't know. I do hate that, that we, we have to talk about it. Don't get me wrong. How I'm many saying, I'm more? Saying, I'm just saying, I don't like that. We have to do this. How many more mistakes do we have to continue to give these guys? Right, well, once that's the podcast how, fixes itself, then we can start really critiquing everything else. That's how <laughs> Ryan Blaney got that whole fiasco at Texas last year in the all-star race. You don't have to remind me of Brett Moffitt's restart violation at Knoxville. Okay. You can throw that one in there if you want. Appreciate it. Um, I needed some validation. You guys laughed at me last week. But you have, you have a, a race car that today, two, two instances today within the last five laps, you have a guy who tail slaps the wall coming off turn four, keeps it going in the right direction. What was he running anyway? 14th. If that, I, I know he was 17th at one point when they highlighted the SHR cars having a shitty day. Anyway, he tail tanks the wall coming off a of turn four, keeps the car going in the right direction because there's a lot of smoke. They throw a caution. All right. As a Kyle Larson fan, I'm pissed off because that was a terrible caution. Considering on the last lap of the race, that doesn't change the, the results, but on the last lap of the race, there's a five car crash on the back straightaway that they don't even touch the button for no, where two weeks ago, two weeks ago, they popped the button and don't let them race back to the finish line at the Daytona 500, the biggest race of the season. Yeah. And you, you should try to get them to finish to race back to the line. Um, so be consistent. And this is what we talk about on a regular basis with NASCAR. They're not consistent. And that's what pisses fans off. Kind of pissed I didn't watch more of the F1 race today to hack on an officiating call. Yeah, I didn't watch any of it. In response to this. I mean, I didn't watch it. It could be worse. We could have had this BS happen. Sounds like it was a pretty normal day. Yeah, dude, I woke up and there's 15 laps to go. Honestly, I closed my eyes and went back. Yeah, it sounds like it was a I'm pretty sorry, clean. That's so lazy by me but for stoppings leading by however many seconds. The one, two cars are the Red Bull cars, and I'm like, "Yeah, this is uh, it looks like this is what you know." Going. You know, your sport sucks as an entertainment watch when the third place guy is getting more talked about than the first place guy. If Connor Ferguson can't find it entertaining, what the hell are you doing? That's a fair point. Thank you. I'm glad I'm good for something. Uh, you want to take IndyCar? We still got a tough night for GM. Yeah. I think he just had a flat time. I'm on mute, so I just saw him come to the work area. But two work area trips and two A-mains in a row uh, as you were on the, knocking on the door to win a race. So that stinks for him. Uh, hopefully it turns around. 
you all know I uh, love California Racers. I think they're a very talented group. Uh, and Gio's brother's funny. Yeah, what a uh, going to the IndyCar race. What a what a crazy finish it ended up being. I have no clue what happened to Pato Awards car. I'd like I'd so blame, what I'd they said. Marcus Erickson's in front of him. What they said was that the um, pit road limiter button for some reason engaged. Whether that be actually on his steering wheel or just the wiring mechanism, because you can hear the engine start sputtering at full speed. Like you go, they, they showed it on the broadcast. You can listen to it. And all of a sudden it just starts shutting off at full speed. Essentially. Who do you blame McLaren or IndyCar? McLaren. I mean, that's a wiring problem. That's, I mean, to be honest with you, you can't really blame anybody, but because it's a, a mechanical thing and mechanical things happen there. I was, you're good. Keep going. Mechanical things happen all the time. I mean, I have to replace batteries in my fire alarm at home, you know, because they go out. That's a mechanical thing. Wiring goes bad all the time. We have to replace phone cords because the wiring inside that, that stuff kind of happens. So there's really no one to blame in this. It's more of making sure that your stuff doesn't be oversaw it. And I know Pato was pretty upset afterwards because he thought he won the race and he rightfully did, but Freak things happen. Yeah, Ryan Tim's in the work area now. It is a not a right rear. Well, they brought the right rear over. Uh, they thought it was, and it is not that. Maybe it's just hard to do with no sound and no one's in my ear telling me what's going on. But um, yeah, with Pato, like that really sinks for McLaren. Uh, Maybe Zach Brown offered 15 more people to ride. And I'm sure he did. <laughs> well, if he wasn't doing that, he probably could have. Let's been be honest, that. though. They didn't They didn't have the worst day out of anybody. If you're. I if you had a bad F1 day. They might have, but. I think Lando Norris. They, they didn't have the worst day out of anybody. Michael Andretti had a worse day than all of us combined. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. With his, you have a car that goes airborne on the first lap. You have a car that goes airborne on lap 55. Now, you have one, a car. one of those cars was driven by that guy that almost took my foot off at Iowa speedway on a scooter. It still went airborne. Doesn't deter the fact that happened with that, with the rookie because it, it looked like he just didn't break. Was Stingray Rob? No, Peterson was the one that ran into it. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're coming around a blind corner, and all of a sudden there's cars there. Oh, you did think it was a blind enough corner? I mean, I think it was blind enough. Now, whether the spotter did a good enough job or not, I don't know. I respect your opinion on that because you've at least sat in a race car and raced. Not in that. No. Or in a car that went left or right, for that matter. I really don't understand how much I value the junior dragsters. Apparently. <laughs> uh, I didn't tell you it's, the fav- it's my favorite. Gen- apparently, my, apparently my go-kart experience and junior dragster experience is enough. It's more than what I have. Like, well, that's... I mean, like, when I'm on a video game, I'm not racing. Like, I, I'm always, first off, I'm always on the backup camera. Or the back view. And... I'm memorizing the racetrack 
as I play or I'm taking it in stride and that never goes well. So I, I usually need to practice because then I get pissed at myself because I have the difficulty turned up to an impossible amount. So I hate, yeah. playing, I hate playing on anything but the like hardest. I can't. It's, yeah, it's, you're in eight wheels or better than four guy. Yeah. Wait, what? What's that mean? You're leaning on anybody and everybody that's there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. I see. I see what you're saying. Um, but yeah, it looked to me like he just didn't break. Uh, could, and I would say he probably didn't. <laughs> yeah. He based on based on the tire smoke that kicked up a lot harder if he viewed it differently. Based on the tire smoke that kicked up, he braked pretty hard at the very end, and it was not enough. Tough day for Meyer Shank. Both those cars trashed on lap one. Yeah, they went out on lap one. And this is a big this is a big year for Elio because he's got to prove that he still has it. Right. Well, he got out of that car and not looking too too hot today. And same with Pagano. All right, we, we've done it. Uh, Australian native James McFadden. He wins tonight's World of Outlaws uh, makeup, Amen, over Brad Sweet, Brian Brown, Logan Shuhart, Donnie Schatz, Spencer Baston, Carson Macedo coming all the way back, uh, Buddy Kofoid, uh, Sheldon Hodden, Sheldon Zierfoss. Okay. There we go. Um, let's finish up IndyCar. We'll talk about this in a second and okay. put everyone on their way. Uh, but tough day for Meyer Shank. The Andretti guys, Romain Grosjean <clears throat> battling with Scott McLaughlin. And how the ending of that came about is one of the craziest wrecks I've seen in a long time because it was just neither guy wanted to lift. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what it was. The, neither guy wanted to lift. And let's be honest, who can blame him? Yeah, and I, you know, if I'm Romain, I'm kicking myself because I didn't just pass him on the next corner. I, but nothing's guaranteed that you would either. He has cold tires. If you nothing's guaranteed. Nothing's guaranteed that he would pass. Yeah, you're right. You're right. There is there is no guarantee. So when you have the opportunity that you think you have, you have to take it. It doesn't. You're not thinking whether or not this guy's got cold tires or or not. Unless they're, you're being told that oh, in your well, ear. He's being told that for sure. Are, do you know that? I wasn't listening to the specific thing, but you know, in IndyCar, like especially at Long Beach, when you come out of the pits, you have a lap where your tires. Well, considering they were at St. Pete, they might not have said the same thing. What did I say, Long Beach? I mean, yeah, I'm at St. Pete. But I, I think. I'm not saying he wasn't being told. He probably was. No no guarantee he was or was not. But as a competitor, I mean, you're you're looking for your advantage when you're given the opportunity right then and there. Right? So you're you're playing your hockey game and you have a wide open net, but you're waiting for your trailing guy. Are you gonna take the shot then or are you gonna wait for the trailing guy to get there? It depends on what I think I can get out of the goalie, but like breakaway, I'm gonna take my shot. There's a wide ass open net. Like there's it's like a different thing. Like I'm not necessarily the goalie doesn't have cold pads, Damon. No, um, yeah, he does. He's on ice. They don't heat up. They might. Not waiting for the pads to get nicer. I'm just I'm throwing this out there to you. 
as a competitor, are you going to take advantage of the opportunity at the time? Or are you going to wait? <laughs> because there's no guarantee that that trailing no, happens. You're you're right. I just think like in hindsight, and it's hindsight's twenty. You're damn right in hindsight, but hindsight's always twenty twenty. That's okay. That's all I'm saying. Well, we can't live in hypotheticals, Connor. You have to live in the realistic. Hypotheticals don't turn out well for anybody. Hypothetically, Drake goes the title, wins it. See? I'm invited to the post game party with the players after they convinced me to fly my just because dj wilkins quote tweeted your tweet from today does not mean that you're going to be invited to the post game party oh no big talk retweeted me too no guarantee big talk retweeted me connor in right uh you know what he spells his name right because he's going to the tournament uh so i need to change mine uh yeah so perfect world hypothetically like that all happens uh Where's the fight? Anyway, getting back to the race. And I'm sitting in Atlanta watching Chase Elliott stone cold Steve Austin his way down the ramp because the doctor got his injury wrong and he can walk again. Uh, and he's like, I'm racing today. And then he leads only the last lap, but he comes all the way back and wins. I love hypotheticals. That one was beautiful. I know you do. Anyway, back to the race. Okay, uh, you wanted me to go to the next point. So uh, Marcus Erickson wins the race today. Uh, and a lot of quotes after the race, which I can completely see his point of view on. Um, he said, it feels like uh, in instances when talking about the championship and stuff, like we're left out. Like we don't get talked about at all. Uh, and he's like, that's okay, but we're here to win. I don't really care if people talk about me or not. We're for real. We're going to do this. And that's the goal at the end of the day. Uh, and if you're in a Chip Ganassi car, you need to have that in you anyways. But it's awesome to hear it from a guy uh, like Marcus Erickson. I have a stat for you, Damon. It's a great okay. stat. It's been, been hoodwinked and found by uh, Nathan Brown. Uh, Indy, from Nathan Brown from the Indy Star. It took me two mental block. I was reading the rest of his Twitter bio before I got to that word. Uh, so in the last 28 IndyCar races, he has won more races than everyone except one driver. And I think it's Joseph Newgarden. I'm pretty sure it is. I'm assuming it's Newgarden. Yeah, but in the last 28 races, he has won more than any, anyone else besides Joseph. Do you believe that? Because I don't. I feel like the other two wins I like forget. That the, the other two wins? The other two that weren't the Indy 500. So yes, I was going to say. Today, the 500 and the two others. Yeah, I mean, it's it's fair to forget it because, let's be honest, he's the third guy in the Ganassi stable, right? You have Scott Dixon, you have Pelot, and then Marcus Erickson just is that – he's that third guy in the stable. Um in comparison, you probably view him a lot like a a William Byron, right? Like he's the third guy in 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 the Hendrick stable. So no, same thing could be William said Byron's, for, for Erickson. William Byron's the fourth guy. 
Okay, so you can compare them to Bowman or or Byron, either one, however you want to look at it. Someone's not not going to get any of the context clues we've given them over four episodes. No. Don't blame them. No. I can't, I honest, quite honestly, I can't put Bowman any worse than second. And I'm not, I'm not a, a Chase Elliott fanboy, so I'll put him third. Yeah, yeah, you are. I think Larson and Larson and Bowman are one A, one B. Boy, that's got to be so detrimental to your uh, Chase Elliott fandom. Larson goes back to the top when he has a beer with me, and Chase has the top spot in the world if he has a beer with me. But regardless, I do think Erickson is viewed as that third guy in the stable. You're right. And with everything that went down with Pelot last year, everybody's still kind of keeping that in the back of their mind as well. Yeah, I I completely agree with that. Um, It is insane that the numbers shake out like that. Uh, Because like I said, I just don't remember him winning a ton of races, but... Well, didn't he win the next race right after Indy last year? I think you're right. Yeah, I think you're didn't right. he go and win Indy and then win whatever the next race was, or put it on the pole or something like it was. He put his name in the. He like he like did what I thought Renus VK was going to do. Right. I'm gonna look because I knew he did something that last year. Yeah, go for it. What do you think the odds are the outlaws tweet the points out? Not high at all. Yeah, I agree. Oh my God, he's doing a sh- <laughs> James McFadden's doing a shoey. Shocker! Oh, I love him so much. <laughs> oh man, how great! That's that's fantastic. I'm glad he got the uh, that monkey off his back early. This season, uh, if you guys know anything, Dennis Roth likes winners, uh, and he does not like losers uh, in the 83 car, at the very least. Um, So for him to knock that out uh, as early as he did this season, I think that's really good for him, and I think it kind of opens up the door uh, a little bit for what he can do. I have no idea what that guy's talking about. Can't find any. He did not win a race after the Indy 500 last year. Hold on. Let me. And. He's a pretty big source of mine. I wouldn't wouldn't reference him otherwise. He didn't win a race. Uh, The only race he won last year was the Indy 500. Speaking of Erickson. Look at 20. Would that be 21? 21. Yeah. Probably won too late that season. Hold on, I'm to his Wikipedia page, which is definitely going. I'm looking at every race from last year. He won the Nashville race. He won Detroit and Nashville in 2021. He he won Nashville in 2021, and Detroit would have been well before that. So I wouldn't consider him late. I mean, Nashville was in August. Yeah, but that's the last 28 races. Yeah. I'm just saying I wouldn't consider it late in the season is what I'm saying. Did I say late? Was that why? Yeah. Uh, It's post-Indy like that, and I just say, yeah. So, uh, no, I don't expect Marcus Erickson to be the guy that 
leads the stable to be honest with you but you know this this is kind of that changing of the guard mentality because you know Polo's not going to be there, so don't expect him to have a good season because they're not going to give him the best stuff this year. So right now, then, I don't think in IndyCar you have enough stuff to succeed because the cars are so close to each other. That's the beauty of IndyCar. I agree, but if you're gonna if you can give your quote unquote best stuff to Scott Dixon. Or Alex Pillow, you're going to give it to Dixon. If you're going to give your best stuff to Marcus Erickson or Alex Pillow, you're going to give it to Erickson because they're coming back. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, and especially the rookie they signed, the F2 driver that I've never heard mm-hmm. of. It is wild, some of the people that just randomly get pulled that have open wheel experience and they, they kind of take a shot on this guy or it was – this guy's better than any of the free agents that are out there. It's, it is wild offseason. Yeah, it is. A lot of moving parts. Real quick, I'm going into the IndyCar standings. With For the, this year? Well, yeah, the results from the race today with the standings. Uh, Callum Eilat with the top five. Very big for him. Mm-hmm. He's in his second year uh, wanting to get better, move forward. Um, very fun to listen to on podcasts he's been on. And then our guy Graham Rahal in sixth. I like that. I wanted to see where Palou finished. He finished eighth. It didn't help that they had, what, six cars crash out early. And then, yeah. Do you but think, regardless. Do you think Colton Herta has another, like, rough season? I I would say no. I mean, he's right. Like he's the lead dog in the fight now. You don't have to split your stuff between him and Rossi anymore. And I do want to say, I do want to like tell people like Colton Herta last year is trying to mileage out motors. He was because the engine rule. He was driving on motors that weren't in their uh, optimal mileage. So that's like before an IndyCar motor. Uh, is on the racetrack, it drives 500 miles. And yep. IndyCar does not have a lot of testing opportunities. Colton Herta, I think, had perfect attendance at him last year from what they were trying to get. But they didn't have a ton of time to get it there. And so he was driving motors that weren't in optimal mileage that crapped out all the time. And people were mm-hmm. like, this guy this guy on motors is he's, he's like just hitting the motor with a baseball bat in the car. And it's like, yeah, no, not really. That's not exactly something I've seen from any driver ever. No. So yeah, I, I think the guy's rather unlucky. Um, and if he was to race against a Ferrari team, I would be interested to see where the bad luck goes first. Fair. <laughs> Damon's just like, eh, yeah, you got a point. Yeah. There. <laughs> good point. It's a good point. Can't, I'm glad, can't I'm deny glad that. that it's 2023, but it still feels like the last two years. Uh, aside from Drake finally getting it done today, let's do World of Outlaws and then we'll send you on your way. Appreciate you guys listening to this one. Uh, and sorry for the lack of organization, but I think our, our, our dynamic makes up for it, right, Damon? Indeed. Just when, just when you're not being a little bitch. I me. I just I'm saying in the instances where you're not. Me. Yeah. 
think it's you. Not me. I like this. I I am I perfect. Should have, I should have opened the show, and this is totally rookie move by me. I should have just said, like, aren't you glad William Byron won that race today? And your, your guy Kyle Larson lost it to an entertainment yellow. Like, man. Dude, it's like those stupid-ass debris cautions that we used to get. There's no piece it's of debris the, on the it's the track. worst it's the worst type of caution because like there's like a small argument that it was kind of there almost. That's the worst thing. There was nothing there. If you would have knocked That's the wall, I, I said kind of there almost. That doesn't count. It rounds to nothing. So then just say nothing. No, you're rounding. I'm talking in exacts. We can't round. This is not a. This is a finite uh, podcast. Okay, you would be more mad if it was like a lesser caution than that. Oh, I mean, I would say it wasn't nothing. It was a little something. I don't even. I mean, it was some. There was something there, but not warranted for a caution. I agree with that. Like, I don't think they should have called it yet. There, it was, yeah. I didn't have a story completely written or anything with the quick results. I, that's not me. That's not what I'm Yeah, saying. I know you had it already done. So I started writing it. I'm blaming you. You can't blame me for jinxing I can blame you. You jinxed it. I didn't put it anywhere. You had it done and ready to go. Actually, you can blame me because every time I pre-write, I did something happens. Exactly. I had a line in my Ashley Jones column on Saturday uh, that was like, Iowa State finally shot a really good clip from the three-point line. And they were 9 of 23 when I wrote Exactly. It. I think they ended like 10 of 32. Exactly. So, inadvertently or advertently, you jinx everything. It's fair. And All right. So, with the world of outlaws... Carson Macedo uh, takes home the first race tonight. James McFadden gets the second. Uh, I think we're in for a really fun season this year. I'm excited for uh, Volusia on Monday night, and then they go to Port Royal uh, Friday and Saturday. Um, so finally, we're getting the weekly. Everything's going on every week now. Well, I think, you know, we can talk about Macedo's victory, but I, I like I told you at the beginning when we did the preview, I think it's Macedo's, you know, breakout season. His his best season is upon us. Um, but how about that win for McFadden? Like that's a big deal for a guy that went winless last year, and essentially to do it at a big track like that. To do it at a big track, to do it early in the season, you know, things like that could can really turn the tide of a program. Like you get going early in the year. And he could all of a sudden be a true contender if he can rattle off, you know, three, four more here early on in these first few months. And that's what I mean when the points matter. Like, that's exactly why they matter, you know? It's not – and I wish Indy still had double – I wish it was points and a half for the 500. Uh, but when you're getting, like, some good finishes early in the year and you're in it, you're – I mean, you're making your bed. That's where you're going to start – looking at the points is where your first few races go. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it was, it, it, it was nice. It's nice to see McFadden get the win. I, I like that. I'm happy for him um, because I do think he's a really good talent that we need to keep around in the outlaws in a good ride. And 
um, he's showing showing task right now. If he can continue to the biggest thing for him is now going to be consistency. You know, he can go out, win, win the race today and turn around tomorrow and fall flat on his face and start a string of like five straight races where they're just bad. They've got to be consistent. And I think that's the biggest thing in the outlaws in general. Like if you're not consistent, you do not win these things. Yeah. It's the biggest thing and the hardest thing. I mean, you have guys that, when you look at the Knoxville Nationals, there's some true outlaws there that can win it. There's some all-star guys that can win it. There's some California guys that can win it. None of them are racing. There's some NASCAR guys that can win it. Yeah, well, if you, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, if you're, there's not another series on the planet with eight guys in it that can win the Knoxville Nationals. Late model guys that can win it. Which one? Kyle Larson. A late model guy. Who's the NASCAR guy? Christopher Bell. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's you. Okay. <laughs> I don't have anything. I can't argue with it. <laughs> you just threw me a curveball. Hey, it's all I do best: curveballs, sliders. I'm a junk pitcher. <laughs> oh man. Uh, no, I'm super happy for McFadden. I think Brad Sweet had a tough start to the year, but second uh, in that race is going to go a long ways. Do you think though, because Casey finished what he finished on the podium or top five in the first race, right? Like he was a, a higher finisher in the first race, right? So, so you have Casey Kane who does that. Do you think that they're trying to get Casey's stuff on track right now? And then they'll focus on Brad because they know Brad's not that far off. And Casey kind of was no, but I do want to say, I kind of feels like Casey Kane Friday. Well, it's Sunday. Is that coming in okay? Yeah, it's coming in fine. I love that video so much. He's so dumb. My sister was watching it today. She was laughing at it. He's just big meme fun and says it's effing Casey Kane Friday. God. <laughs> so Podium dumb. for Casey Kane. I love it. He might win a World of Outlaws race this year. Let's I think it. he does. I hope. I really I think do. he does. I, I do. I think he wins a race this year. I think he probably wins more than one, to be quite honest with you. Um What? I do. I think he wins more. He's driving a car with a team that has won the last three championships. What was he close to last year? Like two races winning four podiums at most. Doesn't mean anything. James McFadden just went and won a race and he hadn't won a race in over a year. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of pumps a hole in my thing. Yeah. Um, Casey finished on the podium in the third race of the season yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He could, he could. So I, I, st- I think he goes and, and wins, wins a race, wins probably two races. I, I just think that's how open this field is across the board. I mean, we haven't even spoken of Sheldon Hoddenshield yet. We haven't even spoken of Donnie shots yet. We haven't even spoken of, of some of these guys. Right. You know, the only reason we're talking about Geo Selzy is because he had a good start and then finishes in the back because of crash and because of a tire going down. So, you know, we're not even talking about some of these guys 
running up front consistently yet. Yeah, and that's I mean that's why the outlaws is the NFL of dirt racing. You have all your contenders in one spot. It's really hard to do well. And I'm not putting it on the outlaws. This isn't about purse money and stuff, but like it's going to get more competitive. That's where the sport's going. So hopefully more teams go out for it and they really make an effort. I don't know really how you know beyond 16 full-time teams and i know craig kenzer uh does seem like he's going to drop off uh the full-time list tonight because this would be the third race he's missed no it's not races missed it's other events gone to, but he missed both right. races tonight so uh right. he's not going to be really considered a full-timer unless something happened with that that i didn't hear about uh I wasn't watching the broadcast on full full volume tonight, so sorry, folks. Uh, But yeah, uh, it's, I don't know, beyond 16 full-time teams, like if they can make it work with how many are competitive and where the money's at right now, but I hope uh, it continues to move in that direction and it gets more competitive and there's more money put into it to make it profitable for everyone that runs it. Right. That's what they got to have. If you want, if you want your guys to stick around the world of LS teams that run, you look at Bill Rose, Craig Kinzer did not drop off the tour uh, because he ran out of money. Uh, He ran out of help. His crew is him and his brother. uh, And I don't know if he, you know, maybe he asked people uh, if anyone wanted to crew on his car. I don't know. My dad was like, why didn't you offer to help him, Connor? What the hell? Yeah, he was giving it to me at dinner. He's like, "You should tell him." Why didn't you help him? I'm going to give it to you. Why didn't you help him? I might shoot him a text, but like, I I'm stupid. Like, I'm really dumb. You can go scrape mud off that car for him. I know, but like, you get to literally travel the entire country for 90 days of the year. Ayrton's asked me to go get a certain type of wrench, and I came back with three of them, and all of them were wrong. Connor, they say it on the goddamn wrench. Oh, I didn't know that either. Your dad works at a owns a garage, right? He owned the most extensive. Th- He's a terrible teacher, the fucking worst teacher of all time. You don't have to be a bad. Te- you don't have to be a good teacher to know that a wrench has a goddamn number on it, two numbers on it, and that's what they're asking for. I ended up on the fruity side and was like, "Yeah, I want to watch like the cool paint schemes go around the racetrack. I don't care about the engine." Yeah, and so like when I was a kid, like the most absorbful mind i could have i was not paying any attention to the engine work. you're not helping your cause at all here. i know but if I, all i will do it for for the podcast fans and tell craig if he if he needed help in the middle of the season after march gets done i i will go out and help him if he would allow me to We'll figure out how Connor can recognize the difference between a seven sixteenths and a three quarters. It wasn't sizing. It was like a certain type of, I don't know. You don't even remember what the wrench was called. I have no clue. Poor crunch. I thought he, I thought he was going to tell me like, don't charge your phone in my trailer ever again, Connor. He should. He probably should. I try to stay out of the way, but it's very nice. Unbelievable. Hopefully, Ayrton gains some new fans because I don't think I've said that on here. But he was generous enough uh, when we f- were first getting to know each other. We watched uh, Knoxville Nationals A Main together, and uh, ever since then, he's been very great to me. Very nice, uh, very nice guy. 
So shocking considering that you brought him three wrenches and they were all wrong. He also promised me a wing panel to go up there across the way from me uh, next to my Josh Richards uh, late model uh, sighting. Uh, and I haven't gotten it yet. I might have to actually pay full price for it. You have to have a car that wrecks first, and he doesn't do that. He does it all the time. And okay, that, that was really mean. Ayrton's grandma's probably listening to this. Yeah, see? Hey, sorry, my bad. I wasn't, wasn't trying to be like that. That's on me. But the times that Ayrton has wrecked, the three or four in the past two years, he's sold it. He's sold the panels. You got to make money. This stuff's expensive. Can't just be offering handouts here, Connor. That's fair. I'm doing some PR for him this year. So maybe, there you go. Maybe he there can. You go. That's a birthday celebration for me. I turn 25 next week. I'm getting old. God, if you're getting old, I don't know what I am. March 14th. I guess I have 12 days from now. Something, four, if nine days from now. There we go. Forget how to do my Yeah, nine days. Less than nine days, actually. Can we end on something completely random? Well, we just did. I, well, I want to know what you're going to do to turn around your bowling program. I don't have to do anything to turn yeah, it around. Turn it, I just got to keep it going. How are we going to take the next step? So, my God, you are just awful right now. You're going after Ayrton because he crashes a lot and he I doesn't. Go you're going after Ayrton. me for my program, and we don't have anything wrong with us. We just have to get better. They came up one spot short of the NAIA tournament. Uh, uh, the national tournament. We came up two spots in the NAIA tournament. What's the, what's the national league called? The national tournament, we could have gone to sectionals. That's the USBC side. That that encompasses all bowling teams across the entire country. Oh, so you could face the top team in NCAA? Yeah. Oh, that's badass. That's even more badass than I th- Okay, so you guys were really close. Yeah, we were. We were 66, then they take 65. And you beat the crap out of Iowa State one weekend, right? We did that a lot, yeah. The- some Iowa State fans might consider it a club team. I consider it an Iowa State sports team. It is a club Ass team. Ass is kicked. Iowa State College. Iowa State fan here does not consider Iowa State bowling an Iowa State sport. That's it's even a- more more disrespect from the Columbia bowling coach. He just told, he just said you're not a real sport. Jeez. They're a club. They That's know. That's got to be the most offensive thing you've said on this podcast, David. I'm not joking. <laughs> They're a club. <laughs> I swear to God, if I find out that this gets cut, the crap out of. I find out if this gets cut and it starts getting sent around, I'm gonna lose my shit. I w- I promise. The only thing I will promise is that I won't cut it and post it on social media. I'm That's not, a good idea. I'm good answer. Not that good at that right now. Good. All right. I know how to, and I'm not gonna let you. So I got Van Winkle's phone number. I can text yeah, him. Tell him no. No. I am an Iowa State fan. I'm keeping support, this in the podcast. I support Iowa State's club team. I don't think you should keep talking with that with that take. I support their club team. I hope they have not sitting somewhere breaking some clips. They don't have a coach. Get some air of this. They don't have a coach because they're a club team. There we go. I, I would say hockey's a club team. They got a coach. That, do they pay him? Yeah, he gets paid pretty good. By Jamie Pollard or by the club? I No, I don't know who handles the funds. All right. And I don't think that guy uh, likes them very much, just talking to a few of their players. All right. 
We played we played beer league hockey with the uh, Iowa State team. Yeah, see? They're fun guys. Good. Yeah. See, they're I'm not saying anything bad about the Iowa State bowling team either. Oh. <laughs> I'm just saying that they're a club. Kind of came off like that was the only team you were saying bad things about. No. No, I have a lot. Of, I have a lot of things I could say about a lot of other teams that are fully funded, but I'm not going to because I'm a nice guy. I feel like that was a shot at me. No, this is my nicest episode in like three weeks, so I'm I'm riding pretty. Well, uh, I haven't been on for a lot of them, so I don't know. I know oh, I got to tell the guys. Damon thought I was kicking him off the podcast. I did not think you were kicking me, me off. He texted me and said, do you not want me on the podcast anymore, Connor? I said, do you not need me? First no, I, no, you're the heart and soul of this. We have the most chemistry of anyone in the world. Difference is, I said, do you not need me? Because I just assumed I was only good enough for your outlaw stuff now. Wow. Okay. That's all I'm good enough for. To think to think that I wouldn't even have you for NHRA stuff. I know. I thought we had I'm a, saying I thought we had a deeper friendship. By the way, Tony Stewart didn't make it out of the first round at the Baby Gators. He'll try again next week at the national event. That's good. We gotta do better at ourselves for keeping track of NHRA stuff. Season opener next week? Season opener next week. They ran the uh, Pro Modified uh, World Series of Pro Mods in uh, Florida this week as well. Uh, I'm Should I try to get Antron on? If you can try to get Antron on, that would be great. I'll send, him a, I'll send him a Twitter message. We'll see if someone from his team reads it. Hopefully. He is one of my best friends, so he should. Uh, he is not, but. He's a busy you... guy. He, he's followed me on Twitter longer than you have, but he's a busy guy, uh, and we'll just see if he has the time. Well, hopefully he has the time. He's a busy guy. Don't think he's going to fall for it. Fall for what do you mean? Fall for what? Um, what do you think I'm gonna do when he gets on here? Grill him? Well, yeah, actually, that'd be really stupid of me. You're we've never grilled nice anyone, we've never grilled anyone on this show. I'm a nice guy. The most we've grilled someone is asked him who they want to fight, and they they grilled themselves answering it, which is what you, which is what you did with. The Iowa State club bowling team. I did not. You called them not a sport. I they are a sport, but not an Iowa State school fully funded sport. I, I know that everyone knew what you meant, but it's well, you didn't. Bad phrasing. Um, I did want to throw this in. Oh, there was um, the guy John Monte Calvo, who he wins the uh, pro stock final which is mountain motor pro stocks at the world series of ProMon, fantastic event. Um, that was being ran down in, uh, Florida as well. Not at Gainesville. It's John it was, Carlo. Yes, basically. Cool. Uh, and then the guy who was the 32nd qualifier is racing for a hundred thousand tonight in pro mods. So is pretty cool. The thing on flow. That is the thing on flow. He was the 32nd qualifier. 32nd qualifier, he's racing for a chance at 100,000 tonight. Do you compare that more to a 16 seed in March Madness or an 8 seed in the NIT? Um, I think an 8 seed's won the whole thing before. I would say like a I would say like a 15 seed in the in the uh, NCAA. 
a 15 seed making it to the national championship game. That's fair. And I would, I would probably compare, compare it also to a 16 seed in the college basketball invitational that Drake played in a year ago. Yep. Well, they're not playing in that this year. Hell fucking no. Going to March, maybe. Going, well, they were in March last year too, but two years ago, two years ago. They, no, they were in March last year playing in the CBI. That's yeah, that's fair. They, I, I count the month, CBI, month doesn't change. I do the women's in IT. I do the CBI. I do the CIT. Yep, month that's doesn't stuff. change. It is the it is the yeah. You're absolutely right. Darren Reese five straight postseason tournament trips. Did you see the stat? You I think you did because I think you were the one that uh, that Tweet. retweeted it. Was that he has four out of the top six uh, most wins in school history or something like that? I didn't see that. No. I thought you were the one. It was Keno Davis, Mari John, Darren DeVries, Mari John, Darren DeVries, Darren DeVries. Oh, oh, it was like season wise. Yeah, like the, yeah. he has he has four out of the top six most wins in a single season. And he's he's been there for five years. It's right, crazy, man. Um, hey Drake, uh, if you need money, uh, I will put a paycheck. I will put a paycheck in if it all right if it goes a long way. There you go. You heard it here first. I hope they crowdfund it. I'd really like, hey, we'll pay seventeen thousand dollars for our season tickets next year. You heard it here first. <laughs> it's one thing. Sign up. It's what Chris Williams told me about Drake fans. We're all elitists and rich. So I got done yachting. Oh, you are. Have you seen the the price tag for that school? Yeah. Well, I got. Good God. When I got off my yacht earlier, I called up the AD. I told him congratulations. Yeah, you got off your yacht and went straight to the country club. That's right. That's where I'm at right now. Exactly. By the way, did you watch Outer Banks? No. Kicked ass. Season three Good kicks ass. Good to know. The ending is the best ending I've ever seen of any show. And they're going to a season four. Uh, and the funny, I actually, I don't want to tell you if there's a cliffhanger or not. Yeah, don't tell me. Don't, don't spoil it. Are you going to watch it? Maybe. You should watch it and we'll do an Outer Banks recap on here. Sounds like an awful idea, but we'll anyway, review. huh? We'll do a review. Sounds like a bad, bad idea. I like it. There's dirt bikes. There's some dune buggies. <laughs> Good to know. Yeah. Good I'm, to I'm know. glad I'm, we have really touched the freaking globe. What a perfect. We've hit it all tonight. And on that note, I think it's a great time. Yeah. I hope you guys enjoyed this one. I know we, <laughs> it took us fucking, dude, it took us 18 minutes to talk about anything <laughs> consistent. I blame you. To be quite honest with you, because you kept throwing up the, you kept throwing up these, you know, square things that you're trying to hit into a circle hole. I think I recapped every like negative uh, debate I had over the past year of my life because I've been smiling since three o'clock today. Yeah, you should probably uh, come back to Earth sometime. Maybe on the, by the next episode, you'll be back on Earth. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go do some Colorado brownies and. Uh, <laughs> Forget about the, that Drake's going to March Madness. <laughs> there you It'll go. work, right? Uh, you thank go. you guys for listening. Thank you to Carl Auto Group uh, for supporting and uh, being our presenting sponsor. We appreciate them. If you haven't listened to the 100th episode, go listen to it. It's fantastic. I promise. It's just some guys chilling and talking. Um, or go and listen to the other 99. Yeah, well, you can. It, they're not as good as number 100. They're not, but you can still listen to them. Well, I think we we've outdone our we've outdone our talent with number one hundred. So, 
Uh, appreciate y'all. Let us know. Any feedback, send it to me. Tweet us. Put in the comments. I'm sure I'll get a notification somewhere on my phone. Uh, and yeah, thank you again. We will see you later midweek this week. Uh, I'm going to Kansas City for the Big 12 tournament. So at some point in the middle of the week, we will try and get one together and we'll preview the weekend for y'all and kind of talk about the uh, early news from what's to come this week. So hope you guys enjoy your Monday uh, or if you're listening immediately or Sunday night. Uh, and thank you. Thank you very much for listening to the show.